0: My lesson title is Bowing to the King. Bowing to the King. As we read in our context of our, uh, just our words just a moment ago, give us a setting for our lesson, is more to the fact Jesus had been teaching here upon this earth. He's outlined what it means to be in his kingdom. He gave his life at Calvary for each and every one of us. He shed his life's blood there so that, just as we sung. We can be redeemed by that blood. He's put in that empty tomb and he has came forth. What are some of the final words that our Lord can convey? And that's some of the things that we just read together there a moment ago. (coughs) Jesus Christ has all power and he has all authority. Here upon the earth and in heaven itself. And we're to teach and make disciples. We're to baptize others in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And we're continuing that teaching that we observe the commandments of our God thereafter. Jesus has all power. We should all be submitting to the authority of Jesus Christ without a doubt in our life. I think in my mind as I was thinking about this lesson, just recently uh, the Queen of England passed away and there's a lot of fanfare about it. She had been a monarch for many, many years. And many, as you would see as they show clips of her life as many would come near her. Or even, even as she was driving down the highway, those on the sides of the road even, or if those may be in her presence, they would all be bowing to her in respect of her in the position that she had. I even noticed uh, at her death and as they were transporting her south back to London, people that would even line the sides of the road just out of respect to her in her death, they were even bowing in respect of her at that moment. We need to bow to the king. We need to bow to our king. To our almighty king. I'm going to tell a story and then we'll talk about some in this lesson here. We need to bow to our king. There was a mighty king in a faraway land. It was a faraway land. It's, it was a monarchy. He was the king. He was an uncommonly good king. He was just uncommonly good king. You know, many times when you get in a monarchy, there, you have a lot of bad ones in this. But he was an uncommonly good king. He was good to his people. One might say even to the fact he would even sacrifice for his people. When they had to go out and do battles against enemies, he led to battles. He, he bore scars from this in that battle there. The citizens of the kingdom, as he would go by and go throughout the kingdom, as they, as they, he would be going by in his entourage. They would be bowing to him, because they reverenced him. They respected him so greatly. They respected that they had such a good man to rule over them. It got to the point. It was such a. It was just not a custom, but it was a law of the land, just a check to the fact of the loyalty of the citizens. If the king was coming by, you should bow to that king. You should reverence that king. You should respect him and you should bow to him. In fact, it was a law. It was a law. It was a test of loyalty, but it was a law. It was a law if you did not bow to the king, you would face the penalty and the penalty would be death. The penalty would be death if you did not bow to the king. One day the king's entourage was going through a village that was nearby and as they was going through all the people were just bowing to the king and they were just overjoyed that the king was coming through. They, they would bow to him in respect of him. King's prime minister also was traveling with them. There was a man in the back that did not bow. He recognized that fact. There was a man in the back that did not bow to the king. The prime minister, he's in charge of enforcing the laws of the land. Maybe the man just didn't understand the law, first of all. Maybe the man didn't understand the law. Maybe the man was not mentally capable of understanding the law. So he went to him. Do you not know what the law is that you bow to the king? Y'all know what the law is. I understand what the law is. But he still refused to bow to the king. So he was arrested for breaking the laws of the land. The man was brought before the prime minister. He was charged with disloyalty to the king. The man denied to the fact he loved the king. He absolutely loved the king. He respected the king so greatly. I'm just not going to bow to the king. I will not bow to him. But I love and respect him. I recognize the great things that he does for us. I recognize everything that he does for our kingdom and the good things he brought about there, but I will not bow to him. He was animate about it, and he would not comply. He was such a good man. He was good to his wife. He was good to his children. He was a good citizen. He was a good neighbor. He helped the poor of his community there. He was an advocate. In fact, everybody should live by good moral values. But it can't matter. He broke the law. He had broke the law. He would not bow to the king. So there had to be a trial date set. There's a trial date set and all it would take to stop it was if the man would bow to the king. That's all it took to stop it. And all of it's over with. Just bow to the king, it's all over. Just do it. Knowing this, the man... His friends, his family came to him every day leading up to the trial. They met him every day begging him, just bow to the king. You love the king. You respect the king. You know he's the king. Just bow to him. No matter, just made no sense to anybody whatsoever in this. They pointed out to all the benefits that they enjoyed to the fact, just for the fact he is the king in that. They said to the fact, don't you know the king bears our scars? He went to battle for us. He's been injured. He's fought for us. He bears our scars. And yes, I do. I know that and I love him greatly for it. But I will not bow to him. Don't you know the great things he does for us? He's built us roads and bridges. He helps those who are poor. I know he does all this, but I will not bow to him. When we were hungry last year and there was this drought, he fed us out of his own house. He fed us. I know that. I I know I live because of him, but I will not bow to him. They kept naming benefit after benefit. and I will not bow to him. I know he does these great things, but I will not bow to him. Don't you think we have a worthy king? We have a great king, but I will not bow to this king. I will not bow to him whatsoever. So the time of the trial got closer and it kept getting closer. You know what the outcome is? It's death. Death. If you don't bow to the king, it's death. The man's family and friends, they were there counseling now. They wouldn't going to give up on this. They decided, you know, he just might give in because all it took, bow to the king, it's all over with. Trials, it's gone. It has gone at this. They decided maybe he will relent and give in of his stubbornness that he had. They pleaded with him, you know, think of this nation. What if everybody did what you did? What if everybody did and made a decision like you to dishonor and not love and respect and obey the king? I know that, I I agree with that, but I'm not going to be the one that bows to him. You know, our whole community, our society would just be in a decay if we did not bow to the king. Think of how many people are lost and will face the same judgment because you don't bow to the king there. We will decay. Other nations could even run us over because of this. Think of the people in your own village right there. If we all did the same thing you did, what would happen? We will all be lost and face this judgment that's coming there, that you are facing. Think of your wife. Think of your wife. Think of your children in this here. She'll be left grieving for you. Every time in the future, when she thinks and has a memory, she's going to be thinking, he would not bow, and that's why he's not here with me. He just would not bow and that's why he's not here with me he's just that stubborn in all things his loved ones just continued to try over and over they thought the day of the trial was coming up last ditch effort now this is it they go in and they tell the man you know what Remember that day that you would not bow and you'd have been in prison ever since? You know, that day that they came through the village, you got arrested. But you know who was behind you that did not bow also? Your son. Your son did not bow. He'll be the next one arrested. He's going to face the same thing you are, same charges. And he will face death also. He's going to die but you could possibly change his mind if you would bow to the king. If you would bow to him, absolutely not. Absolutely not, I will not bow to the king. The man would not repent, of course, prowl short, it's cut and dry, and he was taken out and he's executed, pow, done no with, that fast. I guess you figured out part of the way through it anyway. I'm not talking about no king here on this earth. I never have been talking about a king here on this earth. I'm talking about Jesus Christ. I'm talking about the fact that we are not bowing to him. We're not obeying him. We're in our stubbornness not obeying him. I know when we look at this story, if you just take it and you was reading in a storybook, you think, what an idiot. What an idiot this is right here. But I'm going to tell you, we got pews full of them. We have pews full of them. We have people just like this man here that truth's <sighs> been taught to them week after week after week after week, and they know God's Word. They know that they got a worthy King. King Jesus is worthy. King Jesus is worthy. We have all the benefits of salvation in our hands right here. We're just too stubborn to obey. We know that King Jesus, he can give us salvation. We know the difference he makes in our lives, but we will not obey him whatsoever. We know those neighbors of ours will be lost because we're that stubborn. We're absolutely that stubborn. We know our children can be lost because we're that stubborn. And yet we still will not obey King Jesus. We will continue in our sea and world of worldliness and be lost in it because we don't bow to King Jesus. Because we will not obey him. We will not repent of our sins. We don't give him the respect he deserves in our obedience to him. Now I'm going to look at a few things real quickly about bowing to our king. Just real quick through this lesson right here. What does it mean about the thoughts of bowing to King Jesus? You may never make a decision in this life to bow to King Jesus. I pray you do. I wouldn't be up here today if I didn't want you to be bowing to King Jesus, meaning be obedient to him, giving him your life. Because I'm going to tell you one day you will bow to King Jesus. You're going to bow to him. Whether you like it or not, whether you choose right now or not to do it today, you're going to one day. <clears throat> every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that He is the Son of God. You think, well, nobody can make me bow to Jesus. I hate to say just wait, but I don't want it to be that way. I want you to bow today. I, don't be made to bow. Don't be, I think, in trembling you'll bow and trembling that we bow. King Jesus is worthy. King Jesus is worthy of our honor. King Jesus is worthy to the fact that I honor him, I respect him, I obey him. He's not someone that just took the throne that I don't know nothing about in my life. This is the son of God from eternity. He's the one that died at Calvary. His blood cleansed me of my sins. or will cleanse me of my sins. He has all authority that he was the Son of God of eternity. He came here and lived among us. He did the will of the Father, and He has all authority invested in Him, in heaven and in earth. And in Ephesians 1 chapter, verse 7, he is the provider and the giver of all spiritual blessings. You do not, you're not saved without Jesus. You don't enjoy anything without Jesus in your spiritual life. You enjoy nothing without Jesus. In John, the first chapter, and John there describes the fact, even taking it further of what King Jesus would give to us. In John 1 and 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. Without him was not anything made that was made. He's the creator, he's the giver, the life giver of all things. Every blessing, absolutely every blessing, is given by King Jesus because he is the creator of life. He also, to the fact, he being a king, he's one that you know to demand respect, and we should willfully be giving him that respect. In Philippians, second chapter, he talks there of the great attitude that our king has. Our king, and as he goes down in verse 5, let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God. He came here and lived among us. He was in the form of God, but thought it uh, to the fact that it was not robbery to be equal with God. He took of himself on no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death in the death of the cross, Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him, given him a name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven, things in earth, things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of the Father. Amen to that. Amen to that. Jesus humbly took that throne. Humbly. He bears my scars. The scars I should have been beaten with. The scars in his hands are my scars that I should have borne in my life. He's my champion. Think about what, if you don't give yourself to Jesus, if you don't bow and give your life to King Jesus, what it means to you personally. We prayed a moment ago. God didn't hear yours, so... God does not hear a sinner's prayer. Your sins, Isaiah 58 and 1, 2, your sins are keeping you separated from God. He, he doesn't hear those who are not his children. He's not hearing those who are not his children. One day we will stand before the Almighty God in Matthew 10 and 33. He will deny us because we're not his son. He, I, I don't recognize you. Depart from me. As he gets in Matthew 25, telling us, depart from him because he never knew us. Now, I know one day, whether you want to or not, you will bow to King Jesus. I've already read it. We can keep reading more scriptures if you want of that. But you will bow to King Jesus. I'm not saying it will be a good time at that moment. Jesus Christ comes, I picture myself, all of us being on our knees at that moment when he comes in his glory. But if we're not ready, all that's left there is sentence and execution of that judgment. And that is, we will be eternally punished and driven from the presence of God. Think about the influence that we could have upon others around about us. Matthew on Wednesday night, what was it, for a couple of weeks there, you talk about a great influence that we potentially could have if we, or could not have even, on the opposite side of that. We need to be more involved in making Christians. We need to be more involved by living in ourselves and bringing others. We need to be bowed to King Jesus first in our lives, fully committing ourselves unto him first in our lives. Think about the power that this has in your hand. You got so much power, you got a power of heaven itself in your hands here. That God has given to us. We just got to bow to King Jesus. I don't know if you've ever done it. I've been in strange towns. And uh, you're driving through that strange town and something like that. And find yourself not in the neighborhood you should have been in. Taking a shortcut and you find yourself there that you should have not been there. And what if your car breaks down? What if the car breaks down, cell phone's not working? Can I get service? You know, nearest place, I've got to go about a mile, mile and a half back towards the interstate. There's a place there, maybe I can get some help there. You get out and you start looking through the neighborhood and you start just not walking. You're walking pretty good through there. But you see some people that have come out of this building and they got stuff in their hands there. They got guns? What do they got? You start moving pretty good at that time, but it's too late. When you're moving faster, you're catching up with you. So you go and hide behind the building. Just maybe they'll go by. But they didn't. They found you. But to your relief, they just got out of church. They just got a church. It was not the gun in their hand. It's something more powerful than that guns. It is the word of God. It is the Word of God they had in their hand. Think about a great influence that we could have for good. Without it, we, we have, we're having a horrible influence upon others around about us. And the fact that they're, we're helping them be lost, we're helping them to be lost. We need to study to show ourselves approved unto God. A workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the Word of truth there 2 Timothy 2 and 15. We need to study this word of truth and have it to be the great influence that it can be in our lives. We need to be a good influence upon our families. Uh, You're not vowed to King Jesus, you're not the influence you need to be on your family. I'm not going to beat around the bush about it. You're not the influence you need to be on your family. I think about Abraham, what God said about Abraham and Genesis 18, chapter verse 19, as he's talking, thinking about Abraham, he's reflecting upon the fact. He's talking about Abraham. I know what Abraham is to his family. I know what he's going to be to his children. He led and he's directing his house. That's what we need to be. But he, Abraham is the father of the faithful. He can do these things because he was following after God. Proverbs 22 and 6, we need to be training up our child in the way that they need to go. We need to have that influence upon our children. We're going to leave this building here in just a few moments. We're going to drive whatever direction you drive in from here. You're going to pass houses. I'll pass my way to my house. I'm going to pass houses that uh, people who are not living for God. Some of you think, well, they're prospering. They're doing these. But I'm going to tell you, I've also seen the very ones right there, the pain that they have, the wounds that they have, the drug abuse, alcohol abuse, and many other things going on in their lives. We may think they're prospering, but they have not bowed to King Jesus. They are not prospering. There's a lot of worldliness and pain that's in their lives, and without King Jesus... They're further and further away. They're lost. We need to realize the influence that we have upon others. There's gonna be many a wife or husband who's gonna mourn their spouse. I'm gonna tell you what, many of spouses mourning today. Alright. Mourning today, their, their spouse has not passed away. It's just the fact the pain that it causes the other spouse is not obedient to God has not bowed to King Jesus in this. Because they know one day the pain that will be is to the fact that there's going to be a separation because they're not both headed to the same place. They're not headed to the same place when this life is over. Each one's king is totally different in this. There's going to be too many sons and daughters who are not obedient to King Jesus. It's for fathers and mothers who have not been obedient themselves to King Jesus. I know many times we think to the fact, well, I send them to Sunday school. I'll let you pick them up and take them to Sunday school there. Now, that's great. That's greater. But I'm going to tell you what the influence you have as a parent is greater than Sunday school. You need to lead them to King Jesus by leading yourself to King Jesus first. You need to come and obey King Jesus in your life. You want to help your society around about you? You want to help things be better? Will you bow and let it begin with you. You obey and bow to King Jesus in your life. Let it begin with you. You want your family to be better. Bow to King Jesus first. But I'm going to tell you, it begins with you. You need to bow for you. That's where it starts. You do it for you. You need salvation. You need to come to God. You do it for your soul. Let it start there. Let it start there. Here in a moment, we're going to have the invitation song. Those who have never bowed to King Jesus... I want you to be thinking right now and obey him. Give your life to him and obey him today. You've heard the word of God, believe upon it. Have faith to come out and be obedient to him. Repent of your sins. Confess him for man of God, he's the Son of the living God. Be buried with him in the watery grave of baptism for the remission of your sins and live faithfully to him. We're also in this song, we're inviting Christians. Christians who, you're you're just too stubborn, just too stubborn. You're too stubborn, you need to remove the sins out of your life. You need to remove them, have them taken away by the blood of Jesus Christ. You need to come and you need to obey. Once again, come back to the blood of Jesus. Repent of your sins and confess them to the Almighty God and pray. Let us pray with you this morning. Consequences are way too great. Consequences is way too great. Don't hesitate because of fear. I'm going to tell you, being eternity about God is a lot more fearful than giving your life to Him. You have a great King. Obey Him. Bow to King Jesus today. Give your life to Him in complete obedience. Whatever condition you might be,